Welcome to the Sugar Science Podcast, where our mission is to highlight and connect researchers in the type 1 diabetes space. I'm Monica Wesley, the founder of the Sugar Science and your host for today's podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Bart Rope from City of Hope. Dr. Rope is the Chan Soon Xiang Shapiro Distinguished Chair in Diabetes and the founding chair of the Di uh, Department of Diabetes Immunology within the Di Diabetes and Metab Metabolism Research Institute at City of Hope. He serves as project director for the Wanek Family Project for Type 1 Diabetes at City of Hope, which is an ambitious initiative committed to developing a cure for Type 1. Dr. Rope is an internationally recognized authority, and he's a key opinion leader on multiple aspects of type 1 diabetes, with particular interest in understanding the cause of the disease and translating this knowledge into inter immune intervention strategies, including gene therapy, stem th cell therapy, and bone marrow transplantation. He has an ultimate goal to cure type 1 diabetes. He has been questing for this for over 25 years, and he has been honored with multiple scientific and medical awards, including the most prestigious national and European awards in diabetes, such as the Minkowski Prize for Outstanding Contributions to the Advancement of Knowledge in the Field of Diabetes. Highlights include, in his career, um, discovering which targets in insulin-producing beta cells are recognized by self-destructive T cells, which can be translated into immune-based therapies targeting this mechanism. He was also the first to discover immune system factors that predict clinical outcomes of islet transplantation for T1D islet recipients, setting the stage for personalized medicine. Dr. Rope received his medical and doctorate degrees at Leiden University in the Netherlands and his Master of Science degree at University of Amsterdam. Thank you so much for meeting with us today. We greatly appreciate your audience. About how you became scientifically interested in type 1 diabetes? It is a long story, but I'll give you the short version of it. So I, when I studied medicine in Amsterdam, um, uh, and during the pathology course in endocrinology, um, I heard about type 1 diabetes. And, and after an hour and a half of uh, listening how you treat it, I asked, but how does it start? And the professor looked like stung by a bee because he said, I've been, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking about how to treat it. And I said, yes, but you treat the symptoms. How? How does it start? So that was kind of cursing in church, but that was really the moment in my uh, early career that I thought I'm not going to be a happy doctor if I'm just going to treat symptoms. I need to understand why people get the disease and also uh, then how to design therapies that actually are curative. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. I was a young kid and I thought that we could cure everything and we couldn't and that was uh, so that was the first uh, trigger and then after i started some celiac disease work as a as a phd student i soon switched to type 1 diabetes and there is a lot in common mm -hmm. uh, and now ever since i've been uh, obsessed by uh, understanding and wanting to cure type 1 diabetes yeah, and that's, uh, it's just so admirable. Um, and we're very happy that you, uh, you asked that question. Um, what are your thoughts about the work that's being done in your field currently that's addressing type 1 diabetes? Yeah, I, I, I have a bad reputation of being a whistleblower because I, I, I tend to disagree. I, I'm as tough on myself as I am on anybody, but I really want to be sure it's an autoimmune disease. And mm -hmm. I, it is an autoimmune disease, but at the same time, I think that wasn't the whole story. So I think the field has been 
hugely distracted um, for most of my career, including myself, um, by just looking at the immune system. I think that diabetes is more a disease of the beta cell. Mm -hmm. Like MS is a disease of the, the central nerve system. It's not an immune disease. The, the immune system is important and is destroying the beta cells. But I think it's doing that with, let's say, good intentions. Because it is surveilling, looking for distressed tissues like cancers and, and infections. And it sees the hardest working cell in our body, the beta cell, the cell that's making insulin, which by definition is a stressed cell. Mm -hmm. And in some of us, uh, that leads to uh, an immune response unleashed through those beta cells because the immune system is under the impression that, um, that this cell is unhappy and potentially in danger. That's my belief. And it has far-reaching consequences, if, if I'm right, because it means that immunotherapy isn't going to be good enough. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what everybody has been seeing. Immunotherapy isn't going to be good enough. We need to have beta cell therapy on top that will be the the perfect storm to treat type 1 diabetes so that's going to be a mind changer that's changed my mind i'm an immunologist so i you know diabetes has become very multidisciplinary and you need to look at it from many different angles and now suddenly i have to look at it from the beta cell perspective but doing so we have made huge uh, leaps in in understanding the disease and i and more than ever convinced that we can cure the disease, but not by immunotherapy alone. Mm, that's interesting. And that kind of brings us back to that seminal paper by Kevin Harold, you know, uh, and others uh, a few years back was, you know, the whole idea of beta cell um, destruction. Is it murder or suicide, right? I'm, I'm not directly quoting the paper title, right? But that, you well, know, this was actually, I think we should give credit to Franco Botazzo who did yes. that and everybody else has been copying that. But this was Franco Botazzo in the 80s that uh, was bringing the concept of homicide versus suicide. Homicide being the immune system killing innocent beta cells. Uh, and the suicide is a little bit of a, I don't like that word, but uh, is, is the beta cell uh, provoking the immune system and the yes. immune system responding to it. So that is, uh, that is indeed the, 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 the thrust. But although we've been thinking and talking about this since the 80s, we have never acted accordingly. Yeah, I, I would... Right? I We've would... Just, been, just been treating the immune system and that's not going to be good enough because the, I, I contend, and this is a bit of a happy hour for people with diabetes, I think that people with type 1 diabetes have the best immune system in the world. It's the immune system that you that cancer patients are craving, right? Mm. So I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. It's just super sensitive. And that's why it's responding. But if, if, if you just treat the immune system, not only do you get all the side effects, and during a pandemic, that's the worst thing to do, suppressing yeah. the immune system. So you, you need to really treat the beta cell also because that's the one provoking the immune system. And without treating the beta cell, it's another form of palliative care or symptom uh, uh, treatments as we have been doing since Bunting and Best discovered uh, insulin. So, so it has really far-reaching uh, consequences, this. What are some treatments um, of the actual beta cell you can, that come to mind? You know, that might yeah, be a know, preventative um, way into this. Yeah, that's a good question, Monica, because now that I, you know, once you, 
you know you 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 conceive this new new idea you think wait a minute uh, and now an immunologist has to think like a beta cell so some of the drugs that are used in type uh, 2 diabetes uh, may actually come in handy uh, not all of them not the ones that are pushing the beta cells like the sulfonylureas that you don't want to secrete the gox you don't want to stress the beta cell further you want to comfort it you want to give it rest and and so what i uh, am thinking about is uh, others have to be thinking about metformins i'm thinking about natural components like um, uh, epidermal growth factor mm. uh, gastrins they these have phenomenal protective effects on beta cells and we have been seeing human beta cells that on, were on the verge of dying completely revived uh, re reinvigorated by very small doses of egf so that's one of the the components that we're working with but, but therapy alone will not be enough either right so we are designing completely new strategies radically new strategies that are combining immunotherapy with beta cell therapy so egf alone would not do it immunotherapy alone wouldn't do it you need to do it both sorry for the interruption what about um you know what about the work that dan drucker is doing um up in canada you know some of the strategies he's using in type 2 do you think some of that could be helpful yeah i do but there is others there's andy stewart with the harmons that that help beta cells replicate I mean, if we can combine that with, with, with medication that makes beta cells happy again, it's all about beta cell happiness. Uh, but of course, many of the drugs in type 2 diabetes have to do with beta, uh, the, the, the response to insulin, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not the biggest problem in type 1 diabetes, but it would ease the, the, the stress on beta cells if the insulin that they make is used most efficiently. But, yes. but so not all the drugs in type 2 will be helpful. Um, not the ones that uh, work on on fat or on on skeletal muscle, but 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 the ones that 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 give um, beta cells a break are the GLP-1 uh, analogs, liraglutides, xenotides. That type of thing uh, could work, uh, but it has it, it. This is still you know growing, and 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 we need to be very creative uh, about this. But as I said, nothing has been done really uh, in this area. So um, I think this will be a, a big breakthrough. That's really fascinating. I think, um, can you share, well, let's just go to your work now. Um, can you share some exciting new work you're doing in your own lab? So, so let me tell you a little bit about the angle that we, we take. Uh, I've taken the position that I don't want to suppress the immune system. I want to engage the immune system. I don't want to bombard it into submission. I want to negotiate with the immune system. That also is completely new with all the therapies that we have been giving immunotherapies in type 1 diabetes. So the therapies that we use in arthritis and in, in MS and other inflammatory diseases I think are the worst we could do for type 1 diabetes. Uh, the drugs that we give patients that receive uh, islets or stem cells are drugs that are very harmful for, for beta cell function. So let's not do that. Let's take, and then the other thing is I want to take the, 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 the velvet touch. I want to use uh, uh, natural components, biologicals, EGF, epidermal growth factor, is a biological, antibodies are biologicals. 
So anyway, in a nutshell, I'm trying to uh, compare three different types of strategies. One is uh, a vaccination, but it's more of an inverse vaccination. So we want to teach the immune system how to do it right. And the best uh, analogy, I think, is allergy. If you know the allergen, you can desensitize. So what I want to do is desensitize the patients against some key targets uh, in the pancreatic islets that the immune response is uh, reacting to. Um, so, and how we do this is kind of cute because we take cells of the immune of the patient herself or himself, and we treat those with vitamin D. And vitamin D is one of those magic bullets that that are available on, on the corner of every drugstore, but we have forgotten about why we call them vita, vital vitamins, right? So with vitamin D, you can re-educate the immune system, not suppress it, but modulate it. And once we do that, we modulate those immune cells, then we load them with a pro-insulin peptide, a synthetic part of pro-insulin, the precursor of insulin, and inject it back into the patient. And lo and behold, not only is it safe and feasible, it actually intolerable, not to forget, these are human beings, um, and we skipped mice altogether, went straight to humans, we actually have been able to induce immune tolerance to the beta cell target. So mm. it works in Great. terms of mechanism. So now the next step that we're going to do at City of Hope and in Europe is to actually see whether we can also preserve beta cells. Because we've also come to learn that the majority of patients still have beta cells. In most cases, they're not working. And I think you may have heard the work of um, Anil Bouchard, for example. Uh, yes. They might be senescent, they might be hibernating, um, but th that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I think they're hiding for the immune system. So uh, we, we actually think that if we can rescue those beta cells and put them back in action, that will restore a source of, of, of insulin. So my angle on this is to re-educate the immune system and then uh, protect the beta cells that are remaining. That's one strategy. Another one is coming from cancer, and, and cancer is, you know, the other side of the coin. If you have too much of an immune response, you can get type 1 diabetes, but if you don't have enough of it, you can get cancer. If your immune system is not detecting right. the cancer cells, so that's why at City of Hope we have all the different components of the immune system that we need to, to cherish. And we've come to learn that some Cancer patients that are treated with, for example, checkpoint blockade, get type 1-like diabetes. So when you t take off the handbrake that otherwise would prevent your immune system to, uh, to attack your eyelids because you wanted to attack the cancers, when you do that and they successfully attack the cancers because you only see diabetes if there is a successful response against the cancer, yeah. then you can also get type 1 diabetes. So that is just, and in the cancer therapy, the cancer field has been way ahead of, of, of all the autoimmune diseases when it comes to immunotherapy. Yeah? Last year, Nobel yep. Prize, uh, yep. uh, uh, and so forth. So immunotherapy is very much on vogue. And one of the things they're doing in cancer therapy is the CAR T cells. So that what they basically do is they genetically engineer cells of your immune system, the soldiers, the ones that are... Uh, meant to attack the cancer cells and they engineer them to really do that 
Now, what we're doing is the same thing, but we're twisting at 180 degrees. So we actually are designing cars that are uh, attacking the inflammation, not the beta cell. And, that, and while doing so, they create what we call a tumor microenvironment. So cancers are very good at, at hiding from the immune system. That's what I want to create in the pancreatic islands. Turn it from an inflammatory environment back into an immune protective environment that you see in cancers. And so rather than using the soldiers of the immune system, I'll take the negotiators of the immune system, regulatory T cells, Mm -hmm. We put our car receptors with genetic engineering into those um, negotiators, and then we bring them back to the front. Uh, and the beauty of it is that they go straight to the pancreatic lesion and, uh, and, and, and do what they're meant to do. Maybe because we use a new special trick that we also use for the vaccination, where we actually don't inject the cell systemically. The problem is in the pancreas. It's not in your brain or in your heart or in your lungs. So with a new technique, microneedles, they're so small that even man can tolerate them. We mm -hmm. inject those cells intralymphatically above the pancreas, and those cells migrate to the pancreas draining lymph nodes in the pancreas. So the, we also make sure that we have the action where we want it to be, and we don't have it where we don't want it to be. That, again, is a radically new. No other therapy has ever done it in this way. So that's the car. Uh, strategy but with a twist okay is that, uh, is, to... sorry is the is this in this second set of experiments with the car uh, the car TT reg combo is that um, in in not mice or is that in humans or where, what's that going on in forget mice this is humans good <laughs> no seriously I uh, the, the the car I'm, I cannot say a great deal about it because there's a lot of intellectual property around this and it's extremely hot. This is too, too hot to handle. So I have to be a little careful and it's completely against my religion. I want to tell my stakeholders, uh, the families and patients with diabetes exactly what this is about, but I cannot afford it. If I ever want to get this in the clinic, I need to protect the intellectual property. Yes. So I cannot speak at, speak at great detail, but what we're doing here is immediately humans and we're already starting the negotiations with the FDA we have all the clinical grade materials, thanks to the cancer field. Eh? They are so far ahead, and, but this is a billion dollar uh, industry. So I'm very nervous that I shoot myself in the foot and then I would never be able to get this to the patient. So that is a little bit of the limbo that I'm in right now. Yeah. But, but, but we already have all the, we have fantastic clean rooms at City of Hope. We have the expertise of Dr. Steve Foreman and Christine Brown who are, champions in the car t-cell world in cancer we use the regulatory t-cells we have tweaked the receptor i'm not going to say how but it's magic honestly i've never seen and this is a, an idea that i only moved to the states a few years ago five years four years ago and so in in less than three years we take an idea to the clinic which is outrageous and very exciting but yes, that's where it we are it's right very, now. So. It's very fast. <clears throat> and I would, I would, I would yeah. offer that, and I think you'd agree, that it, it's due to the fact that you aligned yourself with an in, interdisciplinary set of scientists, yeah. the cancer scientists. That's it. And, and the, yeah. that, that collaboration um, it brought fresh, um, you know, fresh tools and fresh ideas. 
Yeah, that is a huge accelerator, but I must give credit to one of my stakeholders, which is the Warnock family. So when I got here, uh, in addition to get a a wonderful uh, startup uh, from uh, Dr. Riggs, who is the person that developed synthetic insulin. So he was in the the late 70s at City of Hope. So we have a long legacy in, in diabetes. So the fact that we can now produce as much insulin as we want without killing cows and, 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 and pigs is, is thanks to that discovery. Uh, the Wannick family, um, they, they made an, uh, uh, gave a, a wonderful gift for me to have complete freedom to operate. So with a large uh, uh, sum of money um, and in combination with uh, uh, the corporate partners and City of Hope, we have uh, the funds that we need to get crazy ideas in the clinic very quickly without having it to share with our competitors and enemies. We can just, we have our expert advices, but we can, and, and, and they have been phenomenally helpful, but we can actually take weird ideas out of the box and that happens to be my only talent uh, uh, and working <laughs> I doubt with it. some of the <laughs> fantastic partners that i have in the industry like uh, enrique montero he's a, a, a doctor an md from cuba uh, who who developed antibodies for psoriasis and for cancers and for other diseases and he is my my soulmate now so together we've been building this program that was funded by the Warnock family project for child, uh, for type 1 diabetes and the only thing that the family wants and the only thing that i want is to cure type 1 diabetes and with that endowment uh, i have been able to accelerate but the other accelerator you were absolutely right there monica has been to line up with the experts in the cancer field they know how to give cancer therapy but they also know and this is another critically important thing in type 1 diabetes that we missed completely they know about personalized medicine mm-hmm. and every yes. patient with diabetes knows that diabetes is very diverse whatever you read uh, in countdown or in other uh, journals it doesn't sound like you and it isn't you every patient is different in cancer, we know that we used to think that breast cancer was one disease. Now we know it's uh, 200 different diseases. And once you know this, you can select a therapy. And sometimes you can spare the patient. You only have to do resection. In some cases, you have to do everything. But at least what you do is you tailor your therapy to the patient. That's the future of type 1 diabetes therapy. As I well. agree with that completely. So, so, so we, one, uh, uh, while we're still developing this plethora plethora of of new strategies, um, we also need to understand where patients differ and why they differ. So uh, much of my research that I won't discuss now because you ask about the therapies, but it's about the disease itself. Where does this patient differ from another patient? So that's why vaccination alone is probably not going to be good enough. Um, and, And CAR T cells may work for some patients, but not for others. So that's why we don't bat on one horse. We actually have a a scala of strategies, but the big challenge now will be, how can we determine whom to treat with what, at what stage? So for example, the vaccination we want to use in patients that have have established disease. There is nobody is taking care of patients with established disease. Everything is focused on the diagnosis, the few weeks after, Mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit before. 
that's a travesty. We need to, there is, there is tens of millions of people that have type 1 diabetes that still have some beta cells. So, for example, the vaccination strategy, I think, is perfectly suited to give to patients that have established disease. Uh, but the CAR T-cell therapy is something that we need to do during the medical emergency because that's when you have the inflammation in the pancreas and that's when you have to, um, uh, to, to offer these patients uh, 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 an intervention. So that's why we, why we try to select the right drugs for the right patients at the right time. Okay? Yeah, it's almost as if you need a staging criteria like they have in yeah. cancer, correct? So you could stage people. Yeah. What would be the best yeah. way to stage people? Would it be from a genomic, genetic um, well, or, or from a biomarker yes. you know, standpoint? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question again, uh, Monica. So, for example, the vaccine that we have is suited uh, for patients with, that have a certain genetic variant called HLA-DR4. Mm -hmm. Great to fight cancers, uh, but also giving you a greater risk for type 1 diabetes. So about 70% of patients have it. So that means that the other 30% don't have it. So our, our, our pro-insulin peptide will not be able to bind to that particular receptor if it isn't DR4. Yeah. So we have something for 70% of the patients, but we, and we have a backup for the other 30%, don't worry. But that's the, that's the other thing that we need to do. But, but the other thing of type of staging is we have come to learn, thanks to JDRF and POT, uh, which is an, a consortium that's looking at the, where the real action is, the, the, the disease lesion, the pancreas. Mm -hmm. that, that really changed our thinking about diabetes. All the textbooks are wrong. We used to think that 90% of the beta cells is destroyed at diagnosis. That's not at all the case. Maybe 40, 50% is destroyed. And from islet transplantation, we know that you only need 10% to cure a patient. So what's going on there, right? So from those studies, we've learned that the disease is extremely diverse, but also that insulitis is much more rare than animal models made us believe. They've been very misleading in that sense. So all the big hammer drugs, they might work for a fulminant inflammation that you see in, in NOD mice, but in humans... You know, you 10, 20% of the islets maybe at, at a given time point is inflamed. And, and the numbers of inflammatory cells are ridiculously small. So we really have to rethink what to do. So if you have a therapy like the CAR T cells that, that requires a strong inflammation, now that means that you want to give it during um, uh, uh, the diagnosis when we know that most of the patients have an inflammation. But otherwise, since we don't, we're not very good at monitoring uh, beta cell mass or insulitis with imaging, that's another unmet need and mm -hmm. not something I'm working on right now. But unless we have measures to, to, to detect inflammation, it will be very difficult to identify patients to be treated with interventions that target the inflammation, right? And we have seen patients five years after disease that have hardly any inflammation. I would not be inclined to give that patient a CAR T-cell therapy at that stage. I would choose for the vaccine, or I would choose for my other drug that I haven't talked about yet, which is my bionic. It's not my bionic. I did it together with my, my, my friend and partner, Enrique Montero. But, but this is an antibody that is targeting the inflammation, sparing immune regulation, 
And it's a very mild uh, therapy. It, it's, I call it a kiss and write, but in North America, that's a bit conflict. So now it's a touch and go therapy. So the antibody no. is kissing, kissing the inflammatory T cell and then moves on. So it doesn't lead to a lot of destruction. But during that kiss, it actually um, uh, impairs the, the affected T cell. Now, this antibody is addressing the inflammation, but I told uh, you guys that it's not just an immune problem, it's also a beta cell problem. So what we also did is we gave that a cargo, and that cargo is only unleashed during the inflammation. And again, I cannot give you any of the backgrounds, but it's one of the other things that we twisted from cancer therapy, where you usually give toxins to the, bring it to the cancers, and you yeah. use antibodies as the as the as the FedEx as the messenger but in this case we're doing it the other way around we're giving you know st stuff that that makes beta cells happy again and we take the antibodies to take it to the inflammation so this this is another uh, new concept we call it the bionic and this is the way that we think we can uh, this is the first therapy that actually is 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 dealing with the new insight that it's not just an immune disease it's also a beta cell disease and if i'm not keeping the beta cell from provoking the immune system immunotherapy is is, is also palliative care it's, it's symptom control so we need to do both now this is this is my moonshot uh, to to try to do that well well no, no i mean this is excellent it's, it sounds like you have sort of a three-pronged approach which is you know, amazing. And I, um, I'm really interested to see where these, um, you know, how these develop, how these research. Right. And the develop. beauty with the antibody therapy is that this is something you can even give to very young children because mm -hmm. it is basically harmless. This, this drug is already registered for therapy. It has a legacy. So you give one short course and it works for many years in psoriasis, for example. So, and, and it's, a, it's a sweet touch. So it fits with my mantra that I developed when I moved to City of Hope that I, want, I don't want to suppress the immune system. I want to negotiate with it. I want to use biologicals and I want to do targeted therapy. So I, don't, I want to, it to be delivered where it's needed, which is the pancreas. Do you, uh, so uh, what's those, your timeline for these? And, and do you see any papers coming out that people should be looking for? <clears throat> Well, we, 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 we first focused on securing all the intellectual property because, again, to get uh, pharma interested uh, uh, in, in developing these drugs, you need to have intellectual property. Otherwise, yeah. many great ideas have, 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 have got shelved and, and became dusty. Um, and that's unfortunate, but that is the name of the game. So with the Bionic, I'm thinking of a, a startup company uh because that we already have everything so we have uh, the the therapeutic antibody we have all the conjugations so thanks to a collaboration with one of my friends in the cancer field john williams he, he is magic to to design new molecules antibodies with cargos and so forth so with him we could accelerate that program again it only took us two or three years and we are already knocking on heaven's door so we are uh, moving that forward, but that is something where I reach the stage that I, I need to partner with big consortia, not just pharma, but also, uh, for example, Diabetes Trial Net uh, mm -hmm. with Carla Greenbaum and many others to, to get access to 
to the patients. And this is something I would like to test before you get diabetes, but I'm also having high hopes that it might work for people that have established disease. Now, this is, this is dreaming, and that's the worst thing you can do. But hey, I'm only a human being like all of you guys. So okay. I really have a good feel about this because it makes sense. We are learning from the disease. We see where the problem is. And now we have multiple problems. And now we try to address each of them, but in a combination approach. So that is the, the third strategy that, that, that under the Wannick Family Project we have been launching. And that is, is, has gone incredibly fast. And you see how, how fast you can go once you, you connect with soulmates like we did with the Wannick Family. They, by the way, they are the founders of Ashley Furniture. You may know about them or you may not about, know about yeah, them. It's a wonderful family in Wisconsin. And actually, they're global now. But, but they, they, they understand that we have the connection that, that, you know, try to be different, try to stand out and be fast. And it's okay to make mistakes <laughs> if you fail quickly and if you learn about, uh, from those failures. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't failed yet, but but we are learning very quickly, and we are moving this to the clinic very quickly. So I remember that I presented uh, the vaccine uh, in your wonderful home, uh, Monica, yes. to your your friends uh, uh, only two years ago. But <laughs> think it. how fast this has gone, right? I mean, right. it's just uh, it's just mind-boggling. And at that time, you were also saying, uh, even then, you, you had just uh, recently arrived from the Netherlands, and you were at that time saying, talking about these sort of novel ideas that it was probably the beta cell, that it was, um, you thought there could be a cure. I mean, it's very, it was very hopeful So for those parents. So thank you again for coming and speaking to the lay people as well. And this, this talk is um, really geared to scientists. So Obviously, I think a lot of them are going to pick up on some of the nuances and maybe reach out to you with some kind of, you know, cross-fertilization or some conversations that may even add value. And that's the name of the game of the sugar science. You know, we want to, we want to encourage and, um, you know, support collaboration globally and um, even uh, encourage young scientists to have a voice in the conversation to move type 1 diabetes research forward and expedite a cure. So. Um, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, if, if it's scientists, it may not be. Uh, I would like to speak to my, my stakeholders, which is the, 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 the people with diabetes and, and their families. The future of type 1 diabetes is not anymore what it used to be already at this stage. Bear with us. We are moving forward and it's big strides. So, so I'm as impatient as all of you, but, but, but with, with all the different um, disciplines and all the different views, uh, we, we, we are getting the picture now. And the fact that we know diabetes is diverse means that there is enough for all of the, the scientists that are, may also be listening in and brain picking me, but so there is still a lot to do, but I, I, have, I've, I think that the field of diabetes has been blessed with a lot of great committed people, but a lot of progress as well. 
um, we are way ahead of many of the other inflammatory diseases and it, it, it is very exciting to see that, that, that we have come this far, but it's not, we're not there yet. So bear with us and, 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 and work with us. And, and I'm always, that's one of the reasons I spoke to you in your home and your, and your, and your friends, um, Monica, uh, I'm learning from you. So let's talk with the patients and understand where those differences are and what their needs are, and then design the appropriate uh, therapeutic strategies not to 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 replace insulin alone but but to really uh, uh, restore insulin production in people with type 1 diabetes that that's my mission and i would be utterly disappointed if we would not get there well i think with this kind of um ambition um you know and and the science that's at your disposal coupled with your absolute dedication, I think it's, there's some really great um, new advances on the horizon coming from City of Hope. You know, I love it, that City of Hope, and it's in my backyard, so yeah, let's, uh, you know, uh, I, love the, I love the name, I love, uh, I love everything they've done, and you guys are moving a very strong program forward, so we thank you for that. And we hope you'll, you know, um, join the Sugar Science and um, participate in some of our upcoming uh, off-the-record salons. I think you'd be an incredible uh, attribute to those conversations. Absolutely. And Monica, I want to congratulate you and your team to build this completely new platform where we can do uh, uh, have these uh, exchanges of ideas, share wild crazy plants and get some feedback so we really owe you this has been wonderful uh, already but 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 there is much more to 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 get out of this so thank you for for creating this network and and uh, if i can help you you can count on me thank you so much and we'll um you know uh, i can't uh, wait for our audience to hear you